Hey y'all, Danny here. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to mention that our next episode after this one is our 100th episode, which is pretty exciting. And we would love to hear from you for that episode. So we've never pretended to be anything other than the most self-indulgent Star Wars podcast that exists, and we're absolutely going to lean into that for our 100th episode. So uh, we would love to get some audio clips from you that we can play on the show. So um, sometime before Friday, that's this Friday, which is, uh, should have checked that before I started recording this, March 22nd. If you'd like to be included in our 100th anniversary podcast celebration, record a 30-second or less audio clip saying either what is your favorite Rogue Padron memory or what does Rogue Padron mean to you. Something really deep and meaningful, you know, generally the aesthetic of our show. And email that audio clip to roguepadron at gmail.com. Please keep it under 30 seconds and uh, get those to me before Friday, and we'll include you in our 100th episode. We'd love to get lots of audio clips from all of y'all, so I hope you'll take a second to do that. Thanks so much. Oh, and also while I've got you here, we mentioned this at the very end of the episode, but since I have your attention, our podcast stage show at Star Wars Celebration has a date and a time. We are going to be Sunday, April 14th at 5 p.m. So if you're going to be at Star Wars Celebration Chicago in a couple of short weeks, please clear your calendars for Sunday at 5 p.m. and come hang out with us because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, here's the episode. Tonight on Rock Padron, wings for dinner. All right, um, F bar. <laughs> <laughs> In which Meg sees the intro for the first time <laughs> while reading it. <laughs> Akbar, the father of all good things, including my future children. Does Saf just love the letter B and the queerest Star Wars ship? Baff. <laughs> Sab. Oh, none of those are good. None of them are. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing back. Yeah, you guys gotta get weird with this one. So many balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was so boaty. <laughs> Excuse me, that's Brigadier General Melbar. Yeah, there's, there's two Darth Vaders. They, they kind of swap in and out as Natalie Portman and Anakin Skywalker. Pepperoncini! That's what she said. <laughs> oh no, okay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 12, Mission 4, Episode 99 of rogue padron oh my god yeah we've made it so far (laughs) if we were actually gonna end the podcast we should end it on this one (laughs) (laughs) we have 99 problems and all of them are rogue padron every single one is an episode of rogue padron (laughs) wow well that's exciting 
tonight we're going to do some talking about stuff. But first, a quick reminder of your hosts, because it's been a while since we've been around. If Heath, Rogue 3, was a genre of subtweet, he would be the extremely obvious one that comes out minutes after the dumb tweet in question <laughs> in the same tone and format. <laughs> oh, oh, God bliss. I love yep. that kind of subtweet. That's a, that's a really... It's a really good one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good format of tweet. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six, is the I think I know what they're referring to, but I'm not sure subtweet that comes out like at least four hours later and with enough thought behind it that you can't really fault him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. right. right. Seth. Rogue Seven, we'll just say it to your face, you weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything, honestly, unless I say it's a subtweet and the thing I tweet is not actually intended as a subtweet, people just think it is and get <laughs> mad at me. The accidental <laughs> subtweet. <laughs> yeah. I sleep through all of the drama. I don't know what's happening since <laughs> I was most of the time. So I wake up and tweet something when I just woke Okay, bye, Saf. <laughs> is, is it also yeah now okay. i have to edit okay. <laughs> oh is my internet being bad yeah yeah, yeah. okay give me like five seconds i'm gonna switch to mobile dot. i will five, give six. you triceps but... five six you dick <laughs> i will not give you five sex so please don't please don't quote me on that and cut out the five <laughs> just give me sex i'm <laughs> gonna see <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> do I sound better now? Yes, you do. Thank God I have like 20 gigs of mobile data. I can podcast all I like. Nice. Uh, what are you saying about weenies on Twitter? Oh, all the drama on Twitter happens while I'm asleep. So I wake up and I tweet something like totally unrelated. And everyone assumes that I'm just being a dick on Twitter to everybody. But in actuality, I was asleep. And I don't know what any of you are doing. <laughs> That's really fair. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. And I would be a subtweet wrapped in an in-joke or a compliment. But only because I need certain people to know when I'm being petty. And not everybody to know. <laughs> That's fair. I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really do. I'm really glad you haven't subtweeted me. The, what did I, I subtweet? Oh, I know you subtweet me and not being able to canoe with someone else. I mean, probably. I don't know. I just directly <laughs> tweet at you. I'm just like, Seth, why aren't you watching Star Wars right now? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sam. I can publicly shame you. You're my child. <laughs> it's a bad precedent to sit. <laughs> But that's what parents do to their children. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, speaking of shame as a parenting strategy, I have a question about Star Wars. Great. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, I think there was a, a meme yesterday going around that was uh, pick your favorite space battle. So let's do that. What's your favorite Star Wars space battle? Scarif. Scarif. Why? Scarif. Oh. Um, because of the... Because of the hammerhead. Yeah, yeah, the hammerhead maneuver is so cool. And like orchestral music while starships go yeah. down in space is yeah. so good. Also, there's a U Wing in it, and I love U Wings. I also, also think, like, no, go ahead, Meg. Oh, 
I was just gonna say Admiral Radish, but everybody knew okay. that. Also that. Also, um, the ship, the Star Destroyer hyperspacing in, crushing a bunch of ships. That's oh yeah, doing. that's intense. Ooh. That Rogue One is so good. I think it's like the best. Like looking when I was getting excited for the sequel trilogy, I was excited to see these like big space battles. Now that like technology has kind of caught up to that, um, and I think that's the best example we we've gotten of that mm-hmm. since new movies are being made. Mm. It's just so like vi- maneuver it's just visually really stunning. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's like a single event and not like right. a whole, yeah. a whole yeah, battle. Like, I, I'm not picking that battle for that because that's it, the battle's whatever. Yeah. But yeah. that one maneuver is extremely cool and I want more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Scarif yeah. kind of feels like a bunch of stuff in that spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What about you, Danny? Um, I'd probably go with Scarif too. It's just Although good. it's a toss-up for me. Like, the other one that I can't get away from is crate that's fair crate is pretty cool which like aside from the weirdly platonic kiss at the end like it's just it's it's fun throughout right like yeah well See, it's I, intense I, I, would... I don't know there's finn's like about to die maybe but like like ray and the falcon fun. there's a porg like kylo there's just like porg. having a tantrum about the falcon the, like the the skimmers on crate are really cool it looks the so are pretty really cool. yeah the red and, and the like sand. the scale of like the yeah, Death star laser Gareth Edwards says salt like it's, it's just <laughs> fun start to finish does it that count not. as a space battle that's a good point like is that a space yeah. battle? That, like i wouldn't even consider it in that category because yeah i love it but like it wouldn't but they're in my atmosphere. mind as an option yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's mean, a ground battle. I don't actually like it that much, but if like battles like that are included, I would say Jakku from The Force Awakens with like Rey's first time flying the Falcon because that one is way more fun, sure. I think, than like. Crazy. I can't believe you wouldn't say Endor, Meg. I was talking about if we were talking about ground battles. That's not my favorite one. I just prefer it over Crate. Endor is my second favorite space battle. Right, but like the ground battle on Endor involved, is what involves the Ewoks. No, I meant the ships. The very specific <laughs> qualification. There are ships there. Meg, what is your favorite ground okay. battle involving Ewoks? There, there has to be. Got it. Okay, sorry. Yes. I did not understand what was happening. Okay, no, we're I'm being then... pedantic about Starfighters today. Okay, that's what this episode yeah. is about. Yeah. We're setting it. A, we're setting the right tone. Yeah, it is about <laughs> Starfighters. In atmosphere, okay, not a ground battle because we're talking we're right. talking about like the actual, not like combat ground battle. Okay. Obviously, it's Endor. Come on, come on. Okay, obviously. But yeah, I think Scarif's my favorite space battle too. One of the things I love about Scarif yeah. is the way they incorporated um, Red Leader and Gold Leader into it, and it's just totally yes. like I didn't even pick up on that the first time I watched yeah. it. It's I just like seamlessly in there, but it just like. It, it it is so congruous with the Death Star battle in the next movie. I, I really like that. Oh, and how they like specifically show Red Five like going out a blaze of glory. <laughs> I didn't like that part. It's a I, little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, like, the Red Leader and Gold Leader are great, but like I didn't like that they're like also look at this fat Asian man. He's gonna die. So so you know where Luke's call sign came from, and it's like nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody was wondering how Luke got Rick, Rick, You say that, but you know people care. Yeah. No you one know who people want cares. Yeah, there we go. That's the better way to say it. <laughs> nobody, nobody whose opinions I care about cares about this. <laughs> That's not a subtweet. That's just to say it in your face. That's um, just a tweet. Yeah, but my second like favorite space battle would be the battle of the second Death Star. Well, speaking of 
the Battle of Stick and Death Star. One of the yeah. best ships in Star Wars was actually at that battle. Oh. Yeah, the there were so many A-wings. Yeah. No, Danny, don't oh. do this to me. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna fight. <laughs> okay, at I least, don't hate At least A-wings. no one said Y-wings. Yeah. Were this there Y-wings the... at the second Battle of Endor? I think they were. Yeah, they brought everybody. So. They brought yeah. everybody. Yeah, because yeah. that was like the, the, the final push to kill the Empire. Yeah. They're like, we yeah. don't need them. We might as well let them go down in a blaze of glory. Wow. Yeah. Plus, or, like, I think at the very least, like... a blaze. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've made fun of my wings on this show. Oh, I, trust me, this episode has a lot of that. Great. Great. So, I'm warning is this, any is this the first time Rogue that are still listening gonna... to this show. <laughs> Sorry, dinner. The first time in Rogue Potter we're going to talk about ships. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, not we've had an X-Wing actually... in our logo for 99 episodes, and now we're finally talking about them. <laughs> We're not talking about X wings, Danny. Not at all. <laughs> We're talking about the best wing or the B wing, also known as a Boeing. <laughs> Is it no. though? <laughs> Boeing. Is it really? I, I literally thought that line as I was falling it... asleep last night. I needed to include it. <laughs> Actually, if if you're a That's fucking a nerd, they're also known as. The A slash SF01 B Wing Starfighter, which I'm mad because I've already memorized that name um, just from writing it once. I mean, it has all the letters of SAF in it, so I can understand yeah. what Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The Starfighter. Or San Francisco. I bet, bet yeah. SAF1 flew a B Wing sometime in her life. Yeah, absolutely. She's definitely a B Wing fighter. What, what is that? A- does ASF just stand for A Starfighter Zero One? <laughs> a Starfighter, the one. first one. <laughs> the first. <laughs> <laughs> so then, when Actually, they made the second one, it could stand for another Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. <laughs> Yikes! Maybe it stands for Ah Starfighter One. <laughs> Because that's how people, f- their enemies feel when they see it. <laughs> when they see it. Ah, Starfighter. Starfighter. <laughs> is that what A-Wing stands for? It's just people screaming when they see it. It is. That's exactly what A-Wing stands for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a B-Wing is a heavily armored Starfighter uh, and bomber, mostly bomber, used by the Rebel Alliance. Um, and later, possibly the Resistance. That now is questionable. What's, what's the difference between a Starfighter and a Bomber? Because I thought the Bombers were the things in The Last Jedi bombers, that dropped the bombs. bombs on everybody. Yeah, that, those are not bombers, They drop bombs. But Starfighters are more like X-Wings and A-Wings. Like, they're built to have dogfights in space. So, yeah. b- But B-Wings can be either of those things, is what you're saying? They're built to be both, but it doesn't mean they're actually good at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's the coolest ship, in my opinion. I love these ships. Except... Not as much as X-Wings, which I have to say because I'm on this podcast. Um, it's basically just a big wing with a gyroscopic cockpit that keeps the pilot stabilized no matter which way the ship is going. Because up and down don't mean anything in space. Uh, so basically you're just like a little ball and a wing just goes around you. And it's very cool. I just so love does the, the idea. does B stand for big or does it stand for ball? Oh. <laughs> or is it a BB it wing and it's a big, big ball, ball wing? <laughs> big ball wing. <laughs> <laughs> That is Wait, is that what BB-8 stands for? <laughs> yeah, ball. Big ball Big number ball. eight. <laughs> CB stands for cute ball. ball. Cute ball. Cute ball. Yeah, Big cute balls ball. 90. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, many people complain that the B-Wing doesn't actually 
looked like a bee. I'm going to keep going from this. I hate it. <laughs> People complain that the human just like a bee because the X-Wing looks like an X. And to them, I say it is a little bee, and that is canon. Um, Ourobesh doesn't even have the letters B or X in it. The B stands for better than Y-Wing, and it can also be called the Bi-Wing because it goes always. <laughs> this is all canon. I mean, the same. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> I am also a bi-wing, I guess. Yeah, same. This may be why I've always identified with it so much. <laughs> does does Bush have, like, is it a one-to-one to the English alphabet? It is, yeah. I think. So what's Bush for B? I don't know. It, it's just some, like, symbol. Like, I don't think it has a vocal pronunciation for it. They do have, like, names of the letters, but I don't know what they are because whatever. Um, but they yeah, there's the no like anything that alphabet. has the shape of a B or a what an X in it. Because um, that would when look I... stupid. <laughs> it would, it would. When I first got to the Star Wars fandom, I was like, how are they called X wings and B wings when they don't even have these letters in Star Wars? How do they have the letter? And then a bunch of people actually like tried explaining it to me, and I was like, no, I don't want this. Actually, I hate. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hate Star Wars. Thanks. <laughs> Um, what about so not, Y-Wings? Why are Y-Wings Y-Wings? Because, because you go Y when they fly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I am not going to like recite all the stats or measurements of the B-Wing because I'm not kidding Um Because seriously, <laughs> one of like the sentences on the Wikipedia page is the B-Wing carried a Fabrotech ANV-9Q sensor system with a PH-5S long-range phase tachyon detection array and PK-8F short-range primary threat analysis grid. And its targeting computer was an ANQ 3.6 system with an IN3. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you were this, not being Kit no, this is one. this is one sentence. This is one <laughs> sentence in the whole page. And I don't know what any of this means. So there's a human it. out there that does know what all this means. <laughs> Weird. There are probably multiple humans that and know they what wrote this means. that sentence. Yeah, and it means things to them. They can probably like look at the stats of ships and tell what it actually means for like how good that ship is. And I'm just here like this ship is a ball with a wing, and I love it. A Fabrotech A and V nine Q sensor system. Why does they have a pH number? Also, five is very acidic. Right. Will you all just it wake is. me up I when also... this part is over? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> <laughs> that the word tachyon exists in science. I don't actually know what it means. There's, we could do a whole episode about this. Indiana, <laughs> I don't want to. Could we? <laughs> Indi- Indiana 344B. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I'm, I'm going to veto that episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> so B-Wings were created basically to replace Y-Wing bombers. Because at their core, the Rebels are about aesthetic. But they are poor, which is a big mood. So they've got the cheaper ones. <laughs> so B-Wings are economical, but they look pretty. Yes. Pricey, but pretty, basically. Um, which is aesthetic. And, uh, like, B-Wings actually ended up being bigger ships, so they are bigger targets. And they're really hard to pilot because you can, like, fly any direction very easily. Um, and so only the most skilled pilots could actually fly them well, which made hard for the Rebel Alliance, I guess, which apparently doesn't have any skilled pilots, despite the fact that every pilot we ever meet is extremely skilled. The greatest pilot um, in the galaxy. Yeah, basically. But we do Legend know... Lilies. Yeah. Which Angelis totally could have flown a B-Wing. Maybe he did in Legends. I don't know. I didn't read that page because it was way too long. Um, but Hera, Syndulla from Rebels, is one pilot that we do see fly a B-Wing, who is known for being a very good pilot. 
Uh, and in canon, she's actually the person who convinces the B-Wing engineer, Quarry, which is a tribute to Macquarie, and who is also of Mon Calamari, to Ooh. support the rebellion by supplying the prototype and his skills in, like, making it a better ship. Uh, and it's thanks to Hera that the rebels get this extremely cool Starfighter. Without her in canon, that would not have happened. Um, and it's because she's good at flying things. And Sabine Wren also helps in redesigning its weapons package for added bang, which I think is very cool. I don't know if that, like, sticks around with later iterations of the B-Wing, but I like the idea that they all have very fantastic rainbow explosions because of Sabine. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the B-Wing prototype, which was the B-6 prototype that Quarry hands over, was built to be fast and agile, and it is in Rebels, but the actual B-Wings put in production later on by Bail Organa in secret thank you, Bail Organa, uh, were much larger and more unwieldy. So they were good bombers, but they didn't actually fare well in solo dogfights, uh, which meant that Y-Wings continued to be used up until around the Battle of Jakku, which is unfortunate for everybody. <laughs> That's very sad. Right? Like, just depressing. They had to use them for so long. Does the B stand for Bail? Oh my god. <laughs> bail Wing! The Bail, bail wing. wing. I love it. Wait. No, so many good like... things start with B, apparently. So how do the physics of the B-Wing work? Because it's the, kind of the same as a ball droid, right? Where, like, it rotates around. There's, like, a ball that's rotating and then a, another part that's staying in place as it moves around. Yeah, basically. Like, is it, you know how a gyroscope works, right? No, please explain it to me in great depth. Hey, Google. How does it pass? <laughs> oh, I forgot. We were starting our product placement in these episodes. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I honestly have no like <laughs> Not even gonna so look bad. it up like with the laptop, just hey Google. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> a device consisting of a wheel or disc mounted so that it can spin rapidly around an axis, which is itself free to alter in direction. That doesn't mean anything to me. Why? How does that work? I don't know. How is it is it gravity? How does it work? There's no gravity in space. Okay, it's because of velocity. Oh, sure, velocity, that's the thing. Yeah, angular velocity, Mm. I guess. Uh, Uh Mm -hmm. Basically, everything spins around it fast enough, I think, that the the gyroscope uh, stays in place. I don't know. I know chickens can, like... It's the force. (laughs) Chicken heads are basically gyroscopes. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Listeners, I think it's really obvious right now that a lot of us, uh, our education is based in social science. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I study theater. But one of us has art. an education based in natural science and would really like more detail on the chicken gyroscope okay. head I, I, comment. I, 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 okay, the chicken, like you've found a chicken, right? Like if you move them yes, around. Yes, I've seen a chicken. <laughs> chicken was, it, was it fried? Was it fried? No, it was very much alive. <laughs> Have you held a living chicken in your hands? I have. I used to teach with one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean you used oh, to teach with a chicken? My. <laughs> yeah. You, you, can't, you can't just say that. Well, you know how, like, a lot of old school teachers would use, like, a, a meter stick to point to something on the chalkboard? I just yes. used, used the chicken. chicken. Where did you get the chicken from? Um, so we had at one of the nature centers I worked at, we had a chicken as one of our ambassador animals and it was, it was really good because like we had native birds like hawks and ravens and stuff, but like kids can't like touch a hawk or a raven. So it was like a bird that they could like sit around a circle and touch and see the feathers and see the feet and that kind of thing. 
Also, it was like a really friendly chicken. Yeah, her name was Elsie. She was really sweet. Oh, Elsie. I think she was like really proud of herself for her role as an ambassador. Yes. That's why she'd always poop on the floor afterwards. Uh. <laughs> She's got diplomatic immunity. Yeah. She can do what she wants. Like, this know, space is my space. That's what I do anytime I'm feeling proud. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I forget that language that is just like common practice in my field is not so in the rest of the world. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. It's a classic feeling proud move. Just shit on the floor. <laughs> I just, uh, just the way you so nonchalantly said I used to teach with one. <laughs> teach for the chicken. Okay, I, I was hoping that like, we have, we have co-teachers, like both teaching together. Yeah, like a co-teacher is what I immediately thought and I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> like the chicken, like the chicken had the meter stick and was putting the things on the board. Chicken, the chicken yeah. was really good at math. So now that I've explained the math. Pythagorean theorem, Elsie's going to run through some practice questions with you all. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I think I would have learned maths a lot better if the co-teacher had been a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay but seriously like what if you hold a chicken and like it's got its head in one place you can move the body around and its head like stays in the same place it holds its head like look up videos of it it's real good yes oh, um, my god falcons do like, that too people have done things where they've like strapped little cameras to the top of chicken heads to like have it as like a steady cam kind of thing like a gopro yeah basically because then you can like move the chicken around but, like, it doesn't have a wobbly feet because the oh. chicken's head is staying in the same place. All right, all right, all right. And so I imagine so, a B-wing is like a chicken. The lesson I'm learning here is if I need to go on a GoPro adventure, get a chicken, strap the GoPro to the chicken's head. It sounds like <laughs> what you're saying is that if the Hunger Games had been filmed by chickens, it would have been a much better movie to watch. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, a there was a the lot Hunger of shaky Games. cam going on in that film. Yeah, and it's good, okay? <laughs> it's for our reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Our, our first foray into actually talking about Starfighters is going exactly <laughs> as I thought it would. So anyways, my friend <laughs> is, Listen, the science of a B-wing been... is, a B-wing is like a chicken in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Done. Like Keith, can you Photoshop that for the artwork really for this week? <laughs> Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Absolute chaos. Oh my god. I totally forgot where I was going with it before all of that. Gyroscopes. Gyroscopes. Yes. Um yeah, they're hard to fly because you're basically flying a chicken's head. It's fine. <laughs> 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 so B Wings assisted was a great at... chicken noise, Heath. That was a really good chicken yeah. noise. <laughs> that was my laugh. <laughs> that was so rude. Oh my god, that was a really good chicken impression. <laughs> That's so rude. You sound just like one. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> you sound like one of the voice actors from Chicken Run. <laughs>, <laughs> Me laughs. Meg, great chicken noise, Heath. <laughs> Really hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yeah, usually we that's staff specialty, people. but you know. <laughs> I think you can do a chicken noise. I've tried, and it hasn't worked out for me. Go on. No, I don't know what I don't remember what a chicken sounds like at the moment. It's been a while. Okay, it sounds like Heath laughing. <laughs>
He laughs only his own, and I can't imitate that. <sighs> I cannot imitate art, okay? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, B-Wings assisted at the Battle of Endor, because they're very cool. Uh, which And apparently they were, like, a real pain in the ass to actually make models of and have in the movie because they're really, like, skinny frames. Um, so, like, they just disappear into the blue screen, which is why they actually aren't, like, used that much in the original trilogy. They planned on having more scenes with the B-Wing in uh, Return of the Jedi. That's it. Uh, but basically they were a pain in the ass to film. So that didn't happen, which is very unfortunate for me. Uh, they also participated in other big battles like Malastare, Kuat, and Jakku. So they've, they've been around. We just don't see them that often, but they are there. What's Malastare? I don't remember. Hey, Google. I was really going <laughs> <laughs> really to to me before somebody asked, but it didn't. What's the battle of Malastare? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in the Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> it sure is. I actually do have it. I have a Google who will help me. That's where the Beast is from. Wait, the, but the oh. B-Wings were invented after the Clone Wars, I thought. Well, I think Malastare happens after the Clone Wars. Are you sure? Because this is definitely Mace Windu. Yeah, we better ask Google. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a second battle. Oh, Malastare. it's the Zillow Beast episodes. Yeah, <laughs> they get the Zillow Beast from Malastare. Wait. Oh, it's mentioned in... Battlefront 2. Wait, is Malastare <laughs> for where Dugs are from? Uh, Can't tell you that. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, could not. Yes, the native species are Doug and Gran. Yes. Grand? Grand. <laughs> like Grand. You know Gran? The Skyhopper's podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I only know it as Reese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I'm Wait. sorry, I do not know the species okay. name. Reese's and Sebulba's are from the same native planet. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. probably knows Sebulba. Oh, they're they're probably pals. Melosaur <laughs> 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 is really cool. Apparently in ancient times it was plagued by Zillow Beasts. Oh that's cool. Zillow Beasts oh are extremely plagued by them. Oh my god. A Zillow Beast <laughs> plague. <laughs> I still don't know anything about the B Wing, but I guess it was in the Clone Wars. Oh, okay, yep. Um, it was successfully targeted by Blade Squadron shortly after the Battle of Endor, so that must have happened in a book. Oh, a second it's... Battle of Malastare. <clears throat> um, story called Blade Squadron, which makes sense. Oh, hold on. Do I have to go to the Legends? Oh, you have to go to the Legends page. No, this is in canon. This uh... is canon. Blade Squadron went to Malastare. What is a Blade, Blade Squadron? It wasn't on the wiki. Yes, it is. Where? It's down the fire section. Does B Ugh. stand for blade? No. I disagree with everyone who says it does because it's dumb. That's a Wait, good but, reason. But is Blade Squadron a squadron <laughs> right. of B Wings? Blade Squadron is a squadron of B Wings. But B doesn't stand for blade. No, it stands for big. Big squadron. <laughs> big squadron. Big squadron. Big yeah. squadron. <laughs> Pew, 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 pew. Oh, dear. Thank you for up extra things I say before the episode. <laughs> also, 
Ifdor, they destroyed, they straight up destroyed the Star Destroyer Devastator, which I think is cool because screw Star Destroyers. I mean, um, after the what? Uh, I don't think I can figure the joke out quick enough, so just move along. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about like how the the names of Star Destroyers, screw Star Destroyers, how they're all named sexy names. Something they are really sexy names. Just be a sexy name. Belid's not going to Y. <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> After the like, war came to an end, B-Wings became like more available in general, I guess. Uh, and they were used in civilian starship races like the Gauntlet, um, which is the race that Cor... Not Corsella. Uh, Greer from Leia Bloodline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The insider story about her. Um, and apparently there was a B-Wing that raced in there. I don't know how well it would have fared, because that's an interesting choice to make in a race. Uh, but the Gauntlet is a race on Corellia, and it's sponsored by Han Solo himself, because it's Corellia, so I guess Han Solo has to be there. How are they allowed to enter a B-Wing into a pod race? Don't you it's have not to a pod, have pod races? It's not a pod race. <laughs> it's a Star Trek race. A oh, pod race. Wait, hang on. All this time when people said that Han Solo was racing in between episode 6 and 7, were they not talking about pod races? They you sure were, were not. No. Did, no, did anybody besides Danny think it was pod racing? <laughs> nope. What other kind of racing is there? Starship racing! Starship racing! <laughs> when have we ever seen starship racing? Father Fa- year racing. <laughs> Star Wars resistance! We, we literally saw Fa- that. <laughs> A father entering the father arena. <laughs> <laughs> we see it so often, Danny. Okay, fine. Resistance, sure. I just, I, I guess, like... I just never made the connection between. That's fair. I guess I just thought Han was trying to connect to the Skywalker roots a little bit. He is you know, not. I like that sound of that, but that also sounds like terrible. He's just like Leia. I really want to get to know your dad better. And Leia's like, no, he's an asshole, don't worry about it. And Han's like, no, I just he's feel like not- I could really connect to him if I just, like, kind of get into his brain, you know? And Leia's like, you just want a fucking pod race. <laughs> <laughs> God, poor Leia. Speaking of Leia, uh, in Bloodline, which also has a link to that, the Examine Warriors, which were, like, a paramilitary organization with ties to the First Order, yeah, we meet in Bloodline, and I still don't entirely understand what the whole plan of theirs was, but that's another thing. Had at least one B-Wing in their fleet, so they were, like, somewhat cool, at least. Uh, I guess B-Wings were just kind of happening in that time of Star Wars. It kind of feels like there's just, like, a token B-Wing in every squadron. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's because, like, B-Wings are good <laughs> as part of, like, a squadron of other more maneuverable ships that can protect them better. Um, and then by, like, a whole squadron of B-Wings is not the best idea unless you just straight up bomb something. Or, like, a parade. Yeah, or a parade. That would work, too. Bombing a parade? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bomb a parade. Never bomb a parade. (laughs) The B-Wings are the parade. (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly clear, we don't want anyone to go bomb a parade. (laughs) Please don't. That is not what we're saying. And and later, to be clear, please don't do that. Do not do any. Do not do anything we ever say. Never, never do anything that you hear on this podcast. Don't bomb anything. (laughs) 
The end. Do not bomb anything. <laughs> our poor FBI agents, like, watching us in our computers are like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop saying the word bomb. Is that what you said? We're going to have to find a lot of paperwork on this one. <laughs> I'm about to fly into your country. <laughs> oh my god. Seth is going to be stopped at customs. I'm not allowed in. <laughs> So we listened to your podcast. It sounded like it's such a bomb up. <laughs> we just can't let you into the country. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just really have really strong positive feelings you, towards bomb. You still have your American citizenship oh. though, so it's fine. They'll let you in. <laughs> and you're white, so like it's yeah, fine. You're good. It's fine. Yeah, you're it's good. totally fine. Uh, in in the later movies, so like, you know what? It's just a point that we don't see a B wing in Rogue One. Anyways, um, in what is that movie? The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. We don't actually see any viewing. <laughs> what is this movie called? Star Wars. <laughs> uh, we don't see any viewings, which I have always been disappointed by. But apparently they get replaced by the viewing Mark II, which I haven't been able to find any actual pictures of, so I don't know if that actually exists. But it is like said as a thing in the Star Wars in the, the Force Awakens Vizdic, which I pulled out to prove it. Um, Who's Mark? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because there is a report that Leia arrives in on Takodana has a B-Wing Mark II cockpit um, built into it. So, like, the rest of the ship is kind of like a weird-looking transport ship, but it's got a B-Wing cockpit. And when I watched that movie, I was like, that ship looks kind of like a B-Wing, and I need to look into this more. Uh, so that was, like, one of the most exciting things for me. And I watched first Force Awakens for the first time, and that then subsequently got forgotten about because Star Wars is Star Wars. Wait, Seth, why do you like B-Wing? We, we did this all out of order. We always start every Encyclopedia episode by asking why you are invested in this topic. So, like, why do you like B-Wings? Big balls. Oh, fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just like weird-looking ship designs. Like, because in space, like, Starfighters don't need to be aerodynamic. They don't need to, like... Damn it. Uh, Seth? Wait, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Did the, did the FBI get you? <laughs> I think they did. I just lost breath. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> that didn't take long at all. I just realized that um, when I asked Google how a gyroscope works, she heard me say a periscope, so I didn't even get the right answer. <laughs> like, well, you see. <laughs> it goes above okay, water. Okay, so I, I love, like... I don't remember. I don't know how much like got through before I cut out, but I really love uh, like weird looking ships in space because in space things don't need to be aerodynamic. They don't need to look like typical ground vehicles because they're not affected by atmosphere or like any of that kind of stuff. There's there's no friction in space. There's no up and down in space. So like weird looking ships make the most sense. Well, they don't make sense, but they look cool. Uh, and the B wing and X wing were kind of like the first sci fi ships I'd ever like seen in a thing that didn't just look like a normal ship uh and that kind of like stuck with me because i've always loved more surreal sci-fi and i like the idea of these like ships with like a gyroscopic cockpit because like it's just it's really cool it's just a really cool idea <laughs> sorry did i drop off again <laughs> <laughs> no you're just... damn it 
I was actually just appreciating your B-Wing explanation. Yeah, I just really, just really love them. I got really excited because they used to have the um. Hang on, there's a ship, a plane happening. <laughs> Is there a B-Wing outside? Like, there's a ship. It's a B-Wing. Yeah, there's a ship. <laughs> um, I managed to get like they made those titanium. Uh, like Star Wars ships for a while, the Black Series ones, when the Force Wagons came out, and they made a B-wing of those, and it was really cool. It was like a little blue ship, and they're just I don't know, aesthetically weird and asymmetrical. And I wish more ships were like that. And also, when I was researching the Mark II thing, I think Wikipedia might just think that the Resistance transport that Leia arrives in is just a Mark II, which isn't right. So, mm. whatever, nerds can be wrong. It's fine. Yes. Nerds can be very wrong. <laughs> and the point here is that Leia has good taste in ship design. Um, and also, when it comes to like seeing bombers in later Star Wars films, in my personal opinion, the Star Fortress bombers from The Last Jedi, which is the one that Paige Tico uses, uh, is like a similar core design as the B-Wing, because um, they're even made by the same company, which mm. is Slane and Corpel, which is like a Furpine company or something like that, um, which is the name of the company both in canon and Legends. So they're made by the same company. They have a similar idea of, like, long hull with, like, a cockpit at the top or wherever the top is on a B-Wing. Um, and, but they're, like, a lot bigger and a lot lot less agile, I guess, because they're giant. They are fortresses in space. Also, there are multiple things called Star Fortresses in Star Wars, and that's a pain in the ass. Um, and what, Star Fortresses What are different cool. kinds of Star Fortresses? I don't know. I looked it up, and there's, like, one that's literally a fortress just in space, which makes I was going to say, is Vader's castle on Mustafar a star fortress? Because it's on a planet. It's a planet fortress. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The original concept for the star fortress bombers was T-Wing, which rhymes with B-Wing. It's like poetry. (laughs) (laughs) And also, when researching this... that the dreadnought in The Last Jedi was called the Fulminatrix, which is... That's terrible. A terrible, goofy name. And I can see why they never actually said the dreadnought's name in The Last Jedi. Do you think that's a Raylo reference? Why would it be a Raylo reference? <laughs> I don't understand. It definitely is. <laughs> why? <laughs> what even does Fulminatrix mean? A species of moth? A species of moth? Is that what you just said? It's a Latin word. I don't know. Hey, uh, Jay, what does Fulminatrix mean? Let us know. Oh, yes, Jay. I was like, yes, did you just refer to your yes, Google I thought you Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just push it up like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss this chaos. Absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there was another plane. I think the FBI are coming for me. Oh, cops. <laughs> Blink twice <laughs> if you need us to get you an escape route. Danny, Danny. this is an audio podcast. <laughs> Say the word blink twice. If, you well, if I blink like, really close to the microphone, maybe you can hear me <laughs> we blink. We can hear it. Yeah. Can you, you hear should... it? No, try again. What about now? Uh, I don't think so. No. Maybe well, you're not releasing at all, though. Like, that's the thing, so we don't really know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Maybe maybe I don't need help, so I'm actually not blinking. I kind twice. of recall, like from when we found out in person, that your eyelids are quite loud. So I'm surprised that I can't hear it over <laughs> Wait your microphone. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> watching you out in person. Wait a, wait a second. That's all I can hear. <laughs> well, that's making me real self-conscious about blinking now. <laughs> couldn't even mission accomplished. <laughs> couldn't even hear myself think around that blinking. <laughs> <laughs> B-wing, also known as the blink wing. <laughs> the blink wing. Yep. Uh, in, in canon, it's like someone's laying down uh, a sick beat. Of, nope, Seth's just blinking again. <laughs> <laughs> As if I'm not always blinking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam DJs with her eyelids. <laughs> I wish I was that talented. <laughs> oh, God. Viewings, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in canon, the creation is, like, really similar to what happened in Legends, at least according to, like, the few paragraphs I read on Wikipedia. Um, but there is, like, one big difference that is important and must be covered. Mm-hmm. Because in Legends, B-Wings were designed by the Verapine company Slain and Corpo, which I said before. Who cares about them? Whatever. But it was in coordination with Akbar. Ooh, Ak- my man. The Akbar? The Akbar. The Akbar. Mm-hmm. Um, which is apparently a fact that comes from a Star Wars tabletop role-playing game book. So sometimes <laughs> Legends did actually things. Because sometimes facts come from Star Wars tabletop role-playing game books. Sometimes anything that involves Akbar is good content. <laughs> always, always, Meg. Yeah, sometimes Legends has good things, and sometimes games do actually contribute in a meaningful way to society. But only sometimes. You so heard basically, it here first from Saf, the game designer and narrative writer. Yep. <laughs> Please don't stop hiring me, people. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of this episode is thanks for Space Dad's bail and Akbar for living for the Starfighter aesthetic and supporting my queer Starfighter dreams. Space dads, space dads. I honestly didn't actually expect to like hear back about or bail when I was researching about this, so that was like really exciting to find out that in Legends at least Akbar was like one of the big reasons that Bay Wings exist. Akbar's not a father yet. They've got their fingers in a lot of pots. Yeah. Or don't they have their gills? Their fins. Why would they put their gills in pots, Danny? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> They're flippers. <laughs> Tentacles. <laughs> Does he tentacles? has one of his hidden tentacles. Uh, I don't want to answer that question because there's an answer that really pisses me off. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, he... Well, I don't know because... So, dinner, dinner leader, um, assures me that Akbar does have tentacles, but he stuffs them into the legs of his pants I don't in like order that to see more human. No. Yeah. I don't, it's because he I don't has like that at all. Exactly. It's bad. I mean, have we ever um, seen him walk? I imagine... And that's the thing, is that we, we've we never seen him with his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, three of the four of us haven't anyways. <laughs> no. So, so no. you know... Depending on who you ask. <laughs> nope. We need to, like, do a deep dive on this to find out the truth. About Akbar's t- maybe or maybe not tentacles. Yes. 
<laughs> Dear I, Lucasfilm, can you please show Akbar in shorts? XOXO. We should start a hashtag gym shorts for Akbar campaign. Do they have to be gym shorts? What shorts do you want? Like plaid shorts? I don't know. You certainly don't want You certainly don't want cargo shorts. Give him jorts. <laughs> no, just just take his pants off. Just your stomachs. I just what feel like if we start a pa- no pants for Akbar campaign, it'll get hijacked Trump? and used for all sorts of nefarious purposes. Are you talking about what I would do with it? Because that's rude. Maybe <laughs> maybe capris. Capris for Akbar. What are capris? Uh, they're flood pants. What? They're... Like you wear them in floods? <laughs> <laughs> Three three quarter length pants. Oh, those are full length pants for me, right? Yeah, those only are... in flow. Yeah, Saf, you have to have a wardrobe for all potential natural disaster. <laughs> I've got Make my hurric- I've got my hurricane pants. I got my tornado pants. My tsunami my, hat. My earthquake pants. See, I don't need earthquake pants when I'm in Wellington. I don't have to worry about them up here. My nuclear holocaust socks. <laughs> They keep your feet extra warm during that nuclear winter. Uh, exactly. <laughs> We're not helping ourselves with the whole FBI thing on this episode. No. Sure. <laughs> we're, we're, if you don't see us on the podcast stage <laughs> Sunday night of celebration, just uh, maybe check the local holding facilities. Where do FBI take people? I don't know. I'm not. You're not, not supposed to. Jail. They oh, take them to jail. <laughs> To normal jail? Check the nearest jail. <laughs> we'll be well, there. It depends on Regardless the of what happens with the FBI, we'll probably be there. It, it, <laughs> it could be prison. It, they're very different. Wait, jail and prison are two different things? Yeah, the terms are technically different. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, jail One is Akbar's usually... first name and the other is a place bad people go. <laughs> oh my god. Jail... <laughs> I might have this wrong, but jail is usually for less than a year um, sentences. For uh, like for whole okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like if if you get pulled up, arrested for DUI, you go to jail, not prison. Yeah. Okay. But you can be bailed out from jail. We're learning exciting things about <laughs> get a justice system. Yes. Hey, how about we... Uh... Oh, are we there? <laughs> Speaking, yeah, of, speaking are... of jail, let's talk about okay. zero. We're not speaking talking about bail jail, anymore. Prison sentences. <laughs> no, we we are. If we're talking about jail, we're talking about bail too. Uh, last week we asked, <laughs> "What steps will you be taking in your life going forward to honor the fallen zero, the hut, in a more meaningful, oh, significant?" I, uh, I hate this question. <laughs> meaningful, significant way. We also asked, "How would you want to see zero die in a Star War?" <laughs> Brooklyn Bound said, Zero hires Cad Bane and Obi-Wan circa undercover bald Obi-Wan. Wait, was that a thing? <laughs> that was one of the most yeah. batshit insane arcs of the Clone Wars. It was, yeah, it was so bad. Oh, it man, was... I don't remember that. I need to go watch that. Good. Obi-Wan goes All deep right. undercover and he shaves. Anakin, Anakin right. thinks that Obi-Wan killed Obi-Wan and he's like determined to kill bald Obi-Wan. It's super stupid. I, I am going to do a Rogue Padron episode on... <laughs> That. The most important part is that the way Obi Wan shaves is with a vacuum. <laughs> he literally vacuums his hair off. Yeah. All right. His Very hair good. is just glued to him. Oh, well, that's how he's able to get it back on so quick after that arc. Yay. Um, <laughs> no anyway. Zero hires Cad Bane and Obi Wan circa undercover bald Obi Wan. 
Zero annoys them so much that Cad kills him just so he doesn't have to listen to him talk anymore, and Obi-Wan doesn't even try to stop him. His annoyance is not worth the money they'll make. Yes. <laughs> That's Dinner sad. Leader and actually said... very similar to how Zero actually died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really yeah. A lot of similarities just, there. Just swapped out some characters there. <laughs> Obi-Wan did for some reason. Dinner leader said, okay, my response ended up being slightly longer than a tweet, so here it is. I can also DM slightly. it. Can also DM it <laughs> if you want to be able to copy-paste. Nah, we're good. <laughs> sure, Wait, you put it in the show notes. I did put it in the show notes. <laughs> did we want to do this as a dramatic reading? Yes. The Battle of Dakar rages as the last of the fleeing transports reach the Resistance flagship Fighters and bombers fight a desperate, delaying action focused on the First Order's massive dreadnought. Several of the Star Fortress bombers of Cobalt Squadron are already destroyed. However, Cobalt Hammer, flown by Finch Dallow and crewed by Nix Jurd and Paige Tico, plunges bravely on, bombs armed and ready to drop. TIE Fighter, spinning out of control, slams into the cockpit of the Cobalt Hammer, killing Finch, Nix, moments from opening the bomb bay doors is thrown across the deck by the impact. Paige, alerted by Poe Dameron that the doors are still shut, jumps out of her seat and sees the remote, blinking far above her. She scrambles up the ladder. She's thrown free by another explosion. She comes to moments later, knowing she has only seconds to get the remote and launch the bombs. She pauses, only for a second, not out of self-preservation, but to think once more, only once more, of her little sister, safe aboard the flagship. She kicks the ladder, hard, knocking the precarious remote off, she catches it. She presses the button. She watches the bombs fall and closes her eyes, content to die. But seemingly from nowhere, a new participant enters the battle. A purple hut with an oxygen mask and a rocket pack (laughs) (laughs) shoots into the fray. As the bombs fall and the dreadnought explodes, the hut flies under the bomber, placing his bulk between the damaged craft and the massive fires rushing toward it. (laughs) I... (laughs) Paige blinks once, twice. She's alive. In pain, burned, traumatized, but alive. She looks down, seeing the dreadnought as it comes apart and falls toward Dakar, caught in its gravity well. She sees the body of the stranger, eyes closed, peaceful, drifting below her. Cobalt Hammer is still doomed, but she has time to reach the escape pod. The First Order is focused on the fleet and won't notice her. She can jump to light speed, find somewhere safe to hunker down. She can send a message to Rose on the private secure channel they set up in case they ever got separated like this. And while she waits, she can ponder why the hut gave his life for her. There's only one person she knows who might understand the motivations of a hut. Perhaps her old friend. It's nice noodles. don't read the listener responses uh, before this episode, before we do them in the episode, so I, I know what happened, but um, he texted me and was like, 
I don't know if you guys will love or hate this. <laughs> I will go on record bug. and say that I love it. This is yeah, the most it's a fitting, perfect, it's great. heroic it's great. end for the most fitting, perfect, heroic hut. Yeah. I love it. Going off to hunt down, so I know to be like, why did he give his life for me? Right, she needs to know. But at the same time, this is something I could reasonably see happen in Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is so oh, stupid. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. this would absolutely happen. But also, any any version in which Paige makes that alive, I'm like, great, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mika said, Zero the Hut's corpse is, as is tradition for the greatest of huts, Launched into space to float into eternity. <laughs> a long time after, in a galaxy not far, far away, a mysterious carcass is found in the midst of the rainforest, being mistaken for a whale. Whoa! <laughs> Tied it into current events. That was good. Wow. I was not expecting it to go that way. <laughs> that that answer took a sharp left turn. Oh wow! All right, right to Earth. Uh, Greg said, "I will honor Zero the Hut by using him as my Twitter avatar for a period of at least twenty four hours." He did. He did. This is the highest honor I can bestow. I'm just wondering why he changed his avatar. <laughs> right, like. <laughs> I just feel like a zero the hook kind of day. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, sure. Why right. not? Twitter, who gives a shit? <laughs> if he must die to appease you, let it be in his sleep, dreaming of the thing he cares about most. Sigh. Oh, thank appease you, Greg. What a, what a touching answer. <laughs> and a touching tribute, too. You really have done your part to perpetuate the legacy of the most honorable of the huts. <laughs> we should create one of those like <laughs> filters that you can add to your profile photo it's like <laughs> in memory of the hut remember the fallen hut remember zero please can we please do this <laughs> to make your profile shade like your profile picture like kind of purple. a slight shade of purple <laughs> and it puts zero's tattoos on you oh my gosh <laughs> I hate. It. I love yeah. it so much. That might be crossing a cultural appropriation line there. <laughs> no tattoos, but not tattoos. No. It just makes you slightly purple, and like says, like I honor Zero the Hut yeah. at the bottom. I the honor Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make the Rogue Pod logo purple. <laughs> Please no! Oh my god! <laughs> In honor of Zero. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to do it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Brian said, I would like the Zillow Beast to eat Zero. Not only would that be a good representation of some of the weirdest of the Clone Wars, but there's good symmetry because they are both purple and their names both start with Z. Like that. Some good poetry in that. It rhymes. (laughs) Also, I do the Zillow Beast, so I want more Zillow Beast. Um, Hassan said, I would like to see Zero the Hut be wiped out by laser bombardment by a Star Destroyer. Oh God. So, <laughs> so straightforward. So straightforward. <laughs> really, it's really intense. It's Hassan like, ain't beating around no bushes. No. Nope. <laughs> I want every gun you have to fire on that hut, is what Hassan <laughs> just said. <laughs> oh, 
I just want to start a meme now where you insert Zero the Hut into classic Star Wars scenes. <laughs> Zero that shows up on Crate. <laughs> in a force projection. <laughs> Yoda is lifting Zero out of the swamp on Dagobah. <laughs> no, it has to be Zero uh, is like, what's it's not just a bunch of rays. It's actually a zero she sees in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Zero is the honorable lawman who appears in three frames on the Jakku Desert. Can we, like, Zuvio, Zero? Can we make this a competition, please? Like, have people Photoshop Zero into Star Wars frames. When Luke takes his hood off. <laughs> and the Force Awakens, it's Zero. Leia takes her like a bounty hunter mask off. <laughs> Someone who <Zero>. loves you. <laughs> Hello <Zero>. there. <laughs> when that bounty hunter in Attack of the Clones shapeshifts, it becomes zero. <laughs> when the uh, the eyepiece of Phasma's helmet blows off, <laughs> it's just purple. <laughs> Luke is milking Zuvio. <laughs> Heath, Heath, you slipped into Zuvio mode. I did, I did, I did. Uh. I really want, please, 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 listeners, please do this. Oh my god. Uh, Raising Grand Girl said, I will remember Zero the Hut by leaving this unemployment line and becoming a loan shark. And since Size Noodles didn't kill Zero, I'm sending Constable Zuvio to visit Zero to collect on his debt armed with Corn Horn's horn. There's a lot happening here. Pandering. A lot of characters. characters. It's good, though. (laughs) Zero said... Annie, will you just read Zero's response? I would throw a banquet in my honor and invite all of you to come feast with me. Eggplant tentacles for everyone. What the fuck is an eggplant tentacle? <laughs> I don't know, but I hate it. And then there's eggplant emoji, 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 eggplant emoji. Gross. Very gross. Um, Zero then also said. <laughs> This part, this part was specifically to me. <laughs> is this what this is from? Because this is fucking weird. Yes. yes. <laughs> this was the second part of Zero the Hut's response to my question, how would you kill Zero the Hut? <laughs> and Zero said specifically to me, he, you play me in a movie on Disney+, and I slide on top of you until your pink insides pop out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't feel bad <laughs> anymore <laughs> for this question I asked about Zero Lot. <laughs> that is so upsetting. <laughs> hate everything about this. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> Photoshop him into that scene, Twitter. Please <laughs> don't. I'm so upset. William said, this wasn't really a response, but I wanted to include it. William said, in honor of Zero's sacrifice, I offer up these cookies I baked. William baked Zero-shaped cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you for that, William. Ben Warman said, I'm going to honor Zero by working on an impression of him I can do for you all at Celebration. Yes. As 
holding yes. you to it, Ben. As for seeing him die, I love that transition. <laughs> As for seeing him die, I've always wondered what it would be like if a hut was bisected lengthwise. <laughs> I want to see what their anatomy looks like in cross section. So you're just going to do that while he's alive? Bisected lengthwise. <laughs> The B in B wing stands for bisected Bisected lengthwise. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, bisected lengthwise, Starfighter. (laughs) Ah, so good. Odie said Zero built his last nightclub in an asteroid field, but on opening night it got caught between two asteroids running into each other, and the nightclub was completely destroyed with Zero still inside. R.I.P. Durga, I mean Zero. It was Durga. Durga the hut. Oh. oh, that clears it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, now I know exactly who you mean. Hey, Google. <laughs> Durga the Hut. <laughs> who is Durga the Hut? Hey, Jay. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, oh, oh, cool. His subtitle is... Yeah. Durga Basadi Tai self-styled his great obesity, the Lord Durga. I hate oh, that. Oh, uh, he was a Vigo in Black Sun. Got it. Yeah. Did he uh, do this thing where he made a nightclub in an asteroid field and it got destroyed by asteroids? <laughs> or is this just... I don't understand. Anyways, bad idea to make a nightclub in an asteroid field. I'm just putting that out there. I feel like insurance won't cover you for that. Insurance will definitely not cover you for that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Ugh. Tom the fanboy said, if Zero has to die, then it's because he's been wearing a mask and impersonating Nima's ghost on Jakku to scare off competition. Constable Zuvio, his three friends, and their talking Corellian hound all hopped in their mystery machine and took him down. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch a Scooby-Doo version of Jakku. Same. Oh, God, I forgot to write you who this last one was from. Hang on a second. Oh, this, this, no, this, this is also this is part two of Tom the Fanboy, is, I have a feeling. Yeah, this is part This is part two of Tom the Fanboy, yeah. <laughs> so there's no way Tom the Fanboy just had one part to <laughs> no, their answer. No, 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 yeah. Uh, Tom the Fanboy part two said, I plan to honor Zero's memory by not trying to conform to society's expectations. From here on out, I will resume giving as many answers as my heart gives me. <laughs> Hashtag living my truth. Good for you, this Tom. worked out the only you wanted. <laughs> I respect that. A good yeah, answer. I respect you living your truth. Just like Zero did. Just like Zero did. Just like Sice Noodles did too. The yeah. biggest travesty of Star Wars is that her name isn't Sice Noodles. Like noodles. I, I would like to give a glistening Bodhi to every person that is honoring Zero the Hut's memory, and I would like to give a glistening Borgala to every person who gave a response to Heath's question. <laughs> well, I'm gonna Take away those Borgullets and give those people two glistening bodies. Well, I'm going to give my people three Zero the Hutt. <sighs> my people. Everybody <laughs> gets a glistening but dinner Zero leader the gets, Dinner leader gets a glistening <laughs> Attack of the Clones, Anakin being swallowed by Zero the Hut. Yes, good. <laughs> okay. For submitting a too long answer. Can we give Mika an extra glistening yes. body, just like that good plot twist? That real good plot twist. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very good plot twist. Yes. 
Also, no, we have all, a rule on Rock Hard that answers. if Mika submits an answer, Mika automatically gets a glistening Bodhi. So, yeah. always, always knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Also, Ben Woman. You should if just you start act- calling Mika glistening Mika. <laughs> the highest honor you can you can be bestowed as a listener of Rogue Padron. <laughs> <laughs> is that you glisten yourself? You become yeah. glistening yourself. Yeah. Ben, if you do <laughs> come to see us and give us like a zero the hat impression, I will give you a glistening Kit Kat. It, it probably won't glisten, but it'll be a Kit Kat. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't. Like, kind I don't. Of I don't think anyone wants a glistening Kit Kat. Oh, actually, yeah, why is it glistening? Ones. Yeah. Our, our packaging is built foil, so it kind of glistens. Oh, yeah. See? Mm. Right. And Cadbury started making their mini eggs all glittery, so... That's what? Fun. Yeah! I love it. Yeah, it's great. Was the right egg glittery? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, well, I have a thing about Star Wars. It was really... The Ray egg was really matte at first, um, but then as it grew to maturity, it glistened more and more. Amazing. Yeah, that was the power of the force. <laughs> All right, what's the next question, Heath? Uh, this week we're asking you, what does the motherfucking B stand for? <laughs> I need to think about this. Yeah, me I too. I want to think about this. <laughs> me too. It's very important to me. <laughs> so many options. All right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron with your answer to this week's question. You can email us at roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com, and you can subscribe to us via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and Google, and probably many other places if you look. We want reviews and good ratings. Please, please give us reviews, because we need those stars to eat. We are so hungry, and our children need food. And we have a review. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pew, 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 pew. Five stars from the general 1991. Four pews, five stars. Four pews, five stars. <laughs> I'll be there for every episode of Rogue Podron. Pod Mom said I had to. Thanks, is that K2SO? <laughs> yes, that is K2SO. Amazing. I love it. I'm so happy. Oh, um, so, um, oh, stomach um, so full. Thank you. Just for kidding. Give us more stars. So much stars. Yeah. We, we, we are people that need a lot of food. I'm still hungry. Always hungry. Please, sir, I want some more. Um, <laughs> Meg's working so hard to feed her poor children. <laughs> working so hard. Oh, speaking of working hard, I'm or hardly working. Hardly oh, working. We should we should talk about celebration here. That is huh? what we're gonna talk about right now. So that's good. Yeah, let's talk about uh, this at the very end of the episode when ninety five percent of the listeners have already turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, Danny, you can edit it and put it at the front. Yes. I could. <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> People listen. People listen. Um, so, as he has an eggplant emoji. If you heard this part of the episode, <laughs> at the time of this recording, it will have officially been one month in the future. Rogue Pod will have spent a day together because that means we will be in wait, Chicago. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. I <laughs> It is one month from when we're going to be together. Jeez. <laughs> it is currently March 10th. We will be together on April 10th. Oh my god, we will be. We will be together on April 10th. 
Because oh, I get it. Because of daylight savings time. <laughs> what? Because we, we moved our clocks ahead an hour. That's not how that works. <laughs> it's a different date now. Oh, Lord. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> as I hopefully you all know, because we've talked about it on every episode since we knew, and we're allowed to tell you, that Rogue Pod will be doing a panel at Star Celebration. The big news since we last recorded is that we finally have our panel time. So, Rogue Pod will be on the stage on Sunday, Sunday. April 14th at 5 p.m., Whatever time that is in Chicago. 5 p.m. Chicago time. <laughs> That's what the C stands for, right? Chicago time. 5 p.m. celebration time. <laughs> we will remind you of this constantly for the next one month. Less than that, because this is coming out on Friday. In every uh, episode that we put out between now and then, we will remind you constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we'll remind you a lot on Twitter. We're always on Twitter. But... We're really excited for that. It's going to be a very special episode of Rogue Padron. So if you are coming to Celebration, make sure you schedule your time for that. And since the rest of the schedule isn't out, we have first priority because you know what time we are. Yeah, but also mm-hmm. like, there's not going to be any big panels at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> it's going to be true. us. We're the big panel. There's going to be, there's gonna be one Potter. big panel and it's ours. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. be there. Or, like, be at dinner with your friends or something. No. Nope. It's only 45 minutes long. Can we, your friends. Can we, like, say that we'll probably be going out immediately after that and, like, yes. it'd be cool if people wanted to go oh. with us? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we for we'll sure will, will be doing that. So, we like, will be going out. The party, that, the party starts at 5 p.m. on the podcast stage, but then it goes well into the night. Our for podcast days. is the pregame. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Pod after dark because it'll probably be dark around 6 p.m. No, because of daylight savings time. But uh, he's uh, right this time. <laughs> he's he's this time he's right. <laughs> this time the man has a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine. Rogue Pod <laughs> in the evening until it gets dark, and then after dark. We'll watch the sunset together. Oh, that sounds nice. What if it's cloudy? We'll watch the sun watch cloud. The cloud set together. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Super. So, again, Sunday, April 14th, 5 p.m., you will be able to see us live on the Star Wars Celebration Chicago podcast stage. Also, so my birthday's next time. Month, so oh, consider it my birthday celebration in a way. Whoop, whoop. So, Basically, I'm just saying bring me chocolate, please. Kit Kats. Bring no, her Kit Kat so she can give it to Ben. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Make it so I can actually live up to my promise. <laughs> oh, and then we'll have Zero the Hut karaoke, where you you have to do karaoke, but with a Zero the Hut impression. We are. Why not- can't I just? Can yeah. I, Danny? Can I please use size noodles instead? Yes, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> do, you, do karaoke with General Melvar's voice. I'm yes. Gonna, how about just like Star Wars character skip. karaoke? I'm gonna skip that portion of the evening. I think. <laughs> You will not Heath, do do a karaoke in your heresy voice. <laughs> uh, I'm sure That'd there's a good a really song I could. Song. Yeah, there's a good like wedge song I could do too about like longing for someone who is taken. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's, 
His husband is presumably Qu- dead. Questionably <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not going to get that specific, I don't think. <laughs> you got to change a couple of the lyrics. It's fine. <laughs> You're creative. You can do it. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So next time on Rogue Padron, episode one freaking hundred. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. I can't believe we've done this. It's amazing. And to celebrate, I'm now going to say pew 100 times. No. Bye, Danny. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll let Meg say pash out first. <laughs> so with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew 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 His name could be Jix Nerd. I just forgot. I forgot his last name was Jerd. Is Nick's Jerd real? Yeah, yeah. In Bomber Command, you find out all about and like oh, the, the, the is Finch Dallow real? Yeah, they're all real. All These real. are actually the pilots in Cobalt Hammer. Keith, oh, none of this right. is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, Danny, it is all real. It just happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But Jerd sounds very similar to Jart, which is why I enjoy it. <laughs> Jerd, Jart. Jart. <laughs> A TIE fighter spinning out of Wait, control. Sensor. This is the line. What? I thought you said the third one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>